The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 270th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, Bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was the NBA All-Star Weekend, culminating immediately after the game last night with the massive trade of Boogie Cousins from the Sacramento Kings to the New Orleans Pelicans. For just a few players, which included Buddy Heald and some draft picks. So as Stephen A. said this morning, uh, uh, the Pelicans got a heist, conducted a heist. <laughs> and uh, I'd say that pretty much summed it up. It really was uh, quite the exclamation point to an, as always, fascinating NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, and... Boy, this just feels like one of the bigger trades in uh, in all of sports in recent years. One that has that uh, that rare moment when it feels like the balance of power could actually change in the NBA based on, in effect, the trading of one player, Demarcus Cousins. Uh, he's going to be paired with Anthony Davis, who. Uh, set an all-time all-star record last night, scoring 52 points. So maybe he was in a pretty good mood. Maybe he had a little uh, inkling of what was about to go down. Although I will say it was well, it was quite the secret. Uh, you know, it was nonstop NBA for uh, the better part of two days, from Friday night right through last night, and there wasn't a whisper of anything like this even remotely brewing. And boom, then it just dropped like uh, a bombshell immediately following the game. And uh, again, just really, really cool, you know, uh, really cool the way it worked out. The timing was just incredible. I guess the third trade deadline is Thursday. So 
you know, the first thought you'd have is the Kings, everybody says there was a lot of interest in Boogie out there, no surprise, uh, great player, uh, unique personality, shall we say, and uh, so you thought they could have kicked in a bidding war. Also interesting to note uh, that last week uh, on ESPN, Boogie Cousins in an interview, I believe it was just as recently as like Wednesday, Thursday of last week with Ramona Shelbourne, said unequivocally that, uh, you know, he was going to sign an extension with the Kings. He even said he wanted his jersey retired in Sacramento. So, you know, I think... Based on that, you have to assume he really had no idea it was coming. Uh, Why would he go to those extremes of, you know, guaranteed extension and having his jersey retired only, you know, if he had even the slightest sense that this was in the air. But you never know. He he, he is, as I said, a unique, unique uh, personality. So, again, one of my first thoughts were, uh, you know, the Twin Towers, as a few people have referenced today, but that was one of the first things I thought of, and I'm, of course, referring to uh, Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon for the Houston Rockets. Um, it's, you know, it was just simply uh, a great time. They played the Celtics in, uh, in the NBA Finals back in the early 80s, the Larry Bird era, and, uh, you know, uh, that was a team that sure had their moments. Uh, again, Ralph Simpson, Akeem Olajuwon, the original Twin Towers, and now all of a sudden it looks like uh, we may have a new set of Twin Towers. And boy, again, Anthony Davis is, you know, spectacular, and Boogie Cousins, who really, I'll speak for someone, uh, I'll speak for the we East Coast people. I don't know if I've ever really seen him play a whole game. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces, obviously highlights, but, you know, uh, let's just say we're not getting a whole lot of Sacramento up here in Boston. So, <laughs> you know, I, I really don't know how good he is. I just know he's good. Uh, so it is going to be really, uh, really fascinating to watch. A couple sidelights that make it even more intriguing are uh, they both went to Kentucky. Uh, the unibrow and boogie and uh maybe the key to the whole thing is that uh and keep in mind he did not uh he needs to sign a long-term contract this you know he's not extended beyond this the end of this year pelicans are confident maybe one reason is uh, he grew up in mobile alabama which is not that far from new orleans so He's a Southern boy. Uh, again, uh, Davis seems excited to play with him, and Boogie seems excited to play with uh, Anthony Davis, who wouldn't be. So uh, remains to be seen. Again, he is an enigmatic superstar, uh, so he's really tough to predict. Uh, but it's just it sounds like it's going to be a tryout here for the next couple months, see how it all turns out. Again, they could be a force, so it's going to be fun to watch, um, to say the least. My bizarre story of the week was how the uh, much-discussed Kevin Durant-Russell Westbrook feud uh, apparently ended, or at least, uh, you know, finally uh, had something happen. 
rather than just speculation when uh, during the All-Star game last evening, uh, Durant fed him for a dunk. And then the fellow uh, Western Conference All-Star teammates on the sidelines were celebrating, poking fun at the two of them. So it finally, uh, finally there were some smiles around this whole thing that stems from uh, Durant when he chose to go to Golden State in free agency, did not contact uh, Westbrook, his, uh, his running mate for years out there in Oklahoma City, and uh, the media has taken it from there. Supposedly, Durant texted him down the road after the decision, but uh, the damage may have been done. Uh, but at least, you know, with the thing on the bench yesterday, uh, you know, there was some interaction, and then... Uh, you know, they both spoke about it separately in interviews, uh, really just talked about it from uh, as a basketball play, uh, nothing more. And then, uh, you know, so again, leave it up to Steve Kerr, who really gets it, where he put in uh, Westbrook amazingly was not one of the starters, despite averaging a triple-double. That's uh, another story in and of itself. But anyway, Steve Kerr, you know, uh, put Westbrook in. First sub, as he should have been, early in the game. And they just got this stuff behind them, and then off they went for the rest of the game. And, uh, you know, it was it was good. And Steve Kerr said it perfectly. Uh, good opportunity to, quote, break the ice. And so he did. Uh, lastly, uh, you know, my low light of the week was the Warriors. Speaking of the Warriors, were uh, somewhat underwhelming in weekend activities, given that they're just such a dominant story uh, team in the NBA, having another great year. This is year three of what has just really been one of the funnest teams to watch in sports history. There's no other way to say it. All of you listeners know that I've often talked about staying up uh, well past midnight to watch the Warriors over the past uh, two-plus seasons, and, you know, it's uh, it, it, they've certainly taken the mantle from the from the old St. Louis Rams as the uh, you know the the old greatest show on turf, whether the greatest show on hardwood, and uh-huh. nothing like that's the Warriors. And I've gotten to see him twice at the Garden in the last couple of years. But anyway, yeah, Clay Thompson with basically whiffed in the three point contest. He was the defending champion, and then Steph Curry missed like seven mid court shots, and they brought him. Street closed to, to try to make one midcourt shot to uh, uh, up the amount that was being donated to the Craig, Craig Sager Foundation. And bottom line, both just turned out a little awkward. And uh, But I'm sure the Warriors don't care because, uh, number one, the uh, goal of a half million was reached when the New Orleans Saints superfan, the young boy there, or... Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. That was Friday night in the celebrity game. But Craig's son was uh, hoisted up for a dunk to, to get the Craig Steiger Foundation uh, donation up to a half million, which was wonderful to see. Uh, but for Clay and for Steph, the Splash Brothers, it was a little awkward. Uh, one of the rare times they didn't come through. Uh, but it didn't matter because it's All-Star Weekend and they come through when it counts. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Glad to be here. and had quite a weekend uh, just west of here, about two and a half hours. So I gather, and... We're all very eager to hear how your weekend went. Uh, I thought of you all weekend as I watched uh, all the NBA All-Star Weekend activities from New Orleans on television. Yeah, John, one of the nicest things that you get to uh, partake in at that NBA All-Star Weekend is to see the former greats come back and visit and, and reminisce amongst each other, so... That was one of the special moments. If you're around that particular hotel, they're coming through the lobby, and I was there with a couple from uh, Alabama people, uh, Jason Caffey from one and, and Enos Watley. So we got, they got a chance to meet each other. They had never even met. So that was wow. kind of nice to get them together. Awesome. That's great. Good for you. Uh, what, what hotel was it since I have spent some time in New Orleans double, myself? Yeah, it was a Double Tree Hotel, John. Oh, yeah. I know right where it is. Okay, that's cool. Right near the, yeah, right near the casino there. Exactly, right near, uh, yeah, near Harris on Canal Street. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I know, well, in fact, I, w- I was at some events when I was down at the Super Bowl a few years back, uh, the one between the 49ers and the Ravens. But anyway, on to your weekend. Um, so, yeah, all kinds of activities. Uh so how, how was it? What type of things did you end up doing? Yeah, John, we got real fortunate. Uh, we had a chance to to go to the Dwayne Wade All-Star Party. It was held wow. on the port of New Orleans there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's a very, very gracious host. And 
we saw quite a few players there, Carmelo Anthony, Allen Iverson, uh, Randy Camus Parker, uh, and his lovely wife was there, uh, Gabrielle Union, Dwayne's wife. Right. Uh, Anthony, was that Anthony Anderson, right? He's, a, he's the oh, yeah. actor, comedian. The TV and guy, yes. Yeah, he was on, he was performing. You know, he was, he was keeping everybody loose and, and light and happy, so that was kind of cool. And uh, that, that was that was quite a night, and uh, just just being around New Orleans is, is such a treat. And you know, go down Bourbon Street, and everybody's having a nice time, and all kind of basketball people that you run right. into, agents and executives and GMs, and scouts, and it's all kind of you know different people. Oh sure, well you don't uh, you know you don't need an All Star game or a Super Bowl or frankly anything else. Uh, in New Orleans, it stands alone as just awesome. And, you know, when you do have something like an NBA All-Star game or a uh, college football semifinal like Ohio State-Alabama a few years ago that you were at, uh, you know, it, it adds some juice to an already juiced-up city. And uh, so, yeah. So how, how, how about on the basketball end of things? Did you get uh, – did you have some – any time for basketball-related activities? Yeah, John. I actually went to the game. Oh my! Had a nice, nice. Yeah, it was fortunate to, to get wow. into the game, and and yeah, that was great. To, to, you know, had a nice crowd, and they entertained. Uh, you know, New Orleans knows how to put on a party, so they had a big stage at one end. Introduced the players. They had great singers for the national anthem, for the Canadian national anthem, the American United States national anthem. And then they had, of course, John Legend at halftime. At the halftime, so he was fabulous. And they had the, you know dancers on that end of the stage. It was all self-contained, so you didn't have to have something to the middle. You know, bring something to the middle of the court. So it was very good right. logistically in that arena. And uh, anyway, I guess the, the whole goal of that that game was to get Anthony Davis the record. Yeah. So I gathered. Yeah. And. It was instantly obvious because he, uh, you know, he was give, you know, given the ball right off at the beginning of the game, right after the opening tip-off to, uh, you know, where he promptly shot a three-pointer and made it. So, to me, that was like, you know, just, uh, you know, showing him respect playing in his home, in his home court. Right. And, you know, when I was watching it, John, I'm thinking to myself, trying to recall the record holder, and I said, well, I think Will Chamberlain had 42, and I guess that was the record that stood for how many years, 50 years or so, 50-plus years? Right, right, exactly. Uh, without, so, yeah. He, you know, without, without, Googling, without Googling or anything, that was my, my recollection. Sure, sure, and, and I think you're right about that. Um, well, I, uh, you know, I watched, uh, you know, a fair amount of the game. Um and, you know, it was great to watch. Uh, you know, again, Anthony Davis was just immense right off the bat. And then, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think the first quarter score was like 52 to 48 or whatever. I mean, you know, at that rate, they would have obviously <laughs> scored over 200 points. So defense uh, didn't exist. And that's fine. Uh but yeah, it looked great, AP. I mean, I watched everything you're saying. I watched the pregame, the, the anthems, 
the entertainment aspect of it, uh, you know, just all off the charts. Everybody having fun. I, I liked the little exchange with uh, Isaiah Thomas and Russell Westbrook when they, I think it was in the second quarter when they kind of went back and forth, mano a mano for a couple possessions. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that Isaiah Thomas, Thomas, every time I hear his name, I, I just chuckle. I mean, and right. since you're up there near, near the Celtics, you must get a smile every once in a while yourself when you hear his name playing for the Celtics. Absolutely. The, we all, you know, certainly you and I grew up with the original Isaiah Thomas. And uh, up here in Boston, no one will ever forget uh, the battles that uh, – uh, Isaiah and the the Detroit Bad Boys had with the uh, with the Celtics and the Larry Bird and the Big Three that team uh, that was just fabulous. It was right behind the Lakers, some of the best basketball I've ever seen, and maybe the most heated rivalry, uh, maybe ever in sports. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, just great memories. Uh, of course, none, none better than Larry Bird stealing the inbounds pass from Isaiah to give it to uh, Dennis Johnson for the famous layup and, uh, you know, one of the great plays in the history of basketball, period. So, yeah. I, yeah I, John, you remember that, John, of course, you remember at the end of the press conference, uh, Larry Bird was leaving the podium and he turned back to the audience of reporters and said, oh, yeah, nice pass, Isaiah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was, I, that was a remember where you were moment. And I remember exactly where I was when Larry Bird intercepted that pass. Luckily I just moved to Boston actually. So uh, the place I was at went absolutely crazy. I mean, that's on the short list AP of all time, you know, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat moments in any sport. (laughs) Would you agree? (laughs) Uh, the game, there's no question about it. Yeah, game was over, and Detroit was. The game was over. Detroit would have taken control of the series, and easily won it. I think they were about to go up three-two or three-one, heading back to Detroit. Whatever it was, and obviously the Celtics won the game, won the series. I still think it's the greatest cheer I've ever heard at the Boston Garden. Um, you know, and the greatest call ever by Johnny Most. I mean, that was. <laughs> Again, that's an all-time moment, to put it mildly. But yeah, so, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so anyway, fast forward to current events, and Isaiah Thomas is, you know, shortest player in the history of the All-Star game. Let's start with that. Last night they mentioned that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, he is, he is the best fourth-quarter scorer in the NBA. Uh, and he is lighting it up. He's a second leading scorer. He's averaging, you know, right behind Russell Westbrook. He's high 20s, if not 30 a game. And he is just tremendous to watch given his stature, his height. Uh, he can go, he can hit from outside, left handed three point shots, uh, or he can take it inside where he never hardly gets, seems to get blocked, although he's only about 5'8. So he is, I'd say he's a worthy successor to his namesake. Yeah, I believe so. And John, when I'm watching him and the memories that come to mind is maybe like a tiny Archibald when he averaged, I think, 34 points a game, led the league in assists. You you couldn't stop him from going to the basket, but he had enough from the outside. And I think this Isaiah is a better shooter than uh, tiny Archibald. But 
he scored, he scored a 34 points a game in those days without the three-point line. And uh, if I recall, but this Isaiah, I mean, to be the best scorer in the fourth quarter is worth his weight in gold. And uh, it's incredible at his size what he's doing in present-day NBA basketball. You know, it is incredible, AP. Um, just incredible. Uh, you know, I've had the good fortune to see him eh, four or five times, twice against the Warriors. And boy, what a great anal- comparison on your part. I mean, given the left-handed aspect of it, I mean, which is always, <laughs> you know, eye-catching. Uh, you know, to put it mildly, yeah. very eye-catching. Uh, yeah. yeah, him and Tiny Archibald, you know, both played for the Celtics. Uh, obviously, Tiny was great for the Celtics. And uh, a perfect comparison. I hadn't thought of that, so that was perfect. Uh, glad you did. And uh, yeah, just wonderful. Um so, AP, what else stood out to you about, you know, actually being in the game? Yeah, well, I think, I think John, I was always used to the fact that the teams would kind of have showtime for about three quarters and keep it close, and then they would try to battle it out at the end. But this time, it just it didn't seem that they had that enthusiasm to keep it close and try to compete. Uh, I was kind of astonished that that happened. I think, you know, Anthony was really uh, cherry-picking most of the time, especially that last quarter. So that that was something that was new for me. Right, right. And, uh, hey, you and I had it pretty well covered this year on the All-Star Games. I was just down at Pro Bowl Week in Orlando, and you actually, but I didn't go to the game, but went to a lot of practices and whatnot, but you actually got to the game. So, uh yeah, we we know our All Star weeks and weekends, uh, but yeah, I mean there was no semblance of defense. I, for me, the moment was wow. like Gordon Hayward, who we all remember uh, for Butler, and almost hitting what would have been the most famous shot in bas- college basketball history for midcourt that would have beaten Duke with uh, in the yeah. final second. Uh, but Gordon Hayward, who is you know is Americana as you can get, you know. Yeah. And I saw, like, there was one play where somebody was early, and there was somebody was just taking a shot from the corner. And to say he half-heartedly raised his right hand, like it was a three-point <laughs> shot from the corner or whatever, would be an yeah. understatement. And my only thought <laughs> is that, you know, I guarantee that's the first time in Gordon Hayward's life, who is, again, an intense, passionate, Mr. Indiana basketball type of player, <laughs> and I guarantee it's the only time he like he didn't even think about playing D. And I just thought my I, I just said, boy, if Gordon Hayward's you know right, right. not playing any D, right. then I don't think I don't think anybody's even going to come close. So, and I think I was right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you happen to be looking at him for that play, if you know what I mean. But it just jumped out at me because it was him. Yeah, it was the stamp that set the tone, right? You, 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 all bets are off when you saw him have the white flag defense. Right, and this was in the first quarter. I mean, this, yeah, as I remember, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. sort of, you know he, he's, he, he, needed, he like walked a step or two to get a little closer to the guy, and then as he got a little closer, he just uh-huh. sort of half-heartedly raised his right hand. He was at least four to six feet away from the guy shooting. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. And But, hey, uh-huh. you know, it is what it is. 
you know, I think it at least translates yeah. good at basketball because you know you get to appreciate some athleticism. Yeah, when when you when you watch this game, you watch this All Star game. What what you think about is that Princeton, you know, you watch Steph Curry and some of these guys from the three point line, John, when they're not being contested, it's like a layup form. Their their motion is so smooth and effortless. Exactly, exactly, no doubt about it. AP. Well. Uh, again, I'm glad you made it down. Uh, everything I saw, you know, looked great. Uh, what, there were some other activities around beyond the game, but why don't we, uh, why don't we take a break here and we'll get into some more of this, uh, past weekend on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. We're some listeners. Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., uh, we were talking NBA All-Star Weekend, which you attended in New Orleans. And you went to the game, Dwayne Wade's party. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, great weekend all around. I mean, I enjoyed watching... Uh, you know, some of the activities, I watched the Celebrity Game on Friday night for a few minutes, and the highlight of that was when that, uh, you know, the, the little New Orleans Saints fan there with some health issues, uh, big personality, uh, yes. you know, they hoisted him up to make a dunk, which was awesome, and uh, he is like, I mean, you live down that way, I mean, he is like... Right the greatest personality on a young boy you'd ever see. He's spectacular. He was a natural, John. Then he actually made the shot, too. Probably we saw that when he made made a shot from the right side. And right. here he is. I mean, health issues, but he who had a bigger smile than that young boy on the court? Correct. He was having a ball, you know, and uh, it was great. 
did, he was, had that chance, and he was, how many people in life get a standing ovation, John? Exactly. I mean, they instantly said Michelle Beadle uh, from ESPN said he should be the MVP just based on that shot. Yeah, it was a nice little, you know, six, eight footer from the right side. And, uh, you know, and this is the same boy, by the way, who came out with Sean Payton the night of the NFL honors night before the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. And again, uh, just personality extraordinaire they actually showed a clip of him sitting beside draymond green and saying like i'm not a fan of your team <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean he's just so funny he dances his facial expressions are off the charts and you know he is again he lives in new orleans and he is just like the all-time number one new orleans super fan and again he has serious serious health issues uh that he's dealing with, but boy, he, he lights up a room, if not an entire arena, right? Would be the best way to say it. Yeah, he makes everybody stand up a little taller and, and smile a little more, love a little more, hate a little less. That's it, boy. Well said, AP. Perfectly said. Um, and then we have, you know, Saturday night was, you know, the dunk contest, the three-point contest. I tuned in for some of each. Uh, I said at the beginning of the show, I was real disappointed. I was actually disappointed because, you know, I love watching the Warriors. Who doesn't? And, you know, Clay Thompson defending champ on the three-point front uh, competition. I just expected to get him to come out and, like, drain him in the old, the, the way Larry Bird used to do when that <laughs> that event was first founded. And uh, he, it wasn't Clay's night. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, it was a Houston Rocket won it, uh, and then the dunks. You know the dunk contest. It's it's less about the dunk and more about the creativity. And there were some interesting things. I mean, the one guy brought in a drone to drop the ball. That was pretty cool. That was different. That was the most creative. But you know, there was a whole lot of jumping over people and whatnot. And uh, you know, it was entertaining. Uh, but again, I felt it, more about clearly the entertainment and degree of difficulty and creativity than, you know, the actual ferocious dunks of, you know, Michael Jordan for in years past. So I'm not complaining. It was entertaining. It was interesting, you know, and, you know, pretty fun to watch. Uh, but, but it's evolved through the years to something a little different than what it started out as. Yes, it has, and I think it gives an opportunity for a newcomer to, to make a name for himself if they wish to participate in that event. I think, you know, you don't see the big stars like a Jordan, uh, Dominique Wilkins, or those types of people with the all-star capability. You don't see as many of them competing in that contest. Correct. Exactly right. Yeah, it's... Uh you know, I did hear a comment, and it certainly doesn't apply to Clay Thompson or, you know, some others. Uh, but, yeah, you know, someone made a comment that, like, watching the competitors in those competitions is more like watching the JVs while the superstars are, you know, watching from the sidelines. And, again, it certainly doesn't apply to certain people in that contest, like Kyrie Irving no. and Clay Thompson by any means. But, right. you know. I can see where I can appreciate that comment being made. I get where that comes from, and uh, 
But you said it better. Yeah, your way is better of saying it. Just it's a good opportunity for a lot of players, uh, you know, to make a name for themselves, which is really what's you know what they deserve. And uh, is it Gordon, uh, the kid from or- or Orlando, and then they had someone from Phoenix? Uh, I mean, you, you know, yeah, the the guy who won the three point shot, Gordon from the Rockets. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not a name everybody knew. And then, uh, you know, in the dunk contest, uh, the kid from last year that went head-to-head, uh, I think it was from Orlando. I mean, just, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's good, you know, these give these kids a chance. But anyway, moving on, the big news of the weekend, and you were in New Orleans, I have to ask, you know, the massive trade of... Uh, Boogie Cousins for Anthony, uh, or, or you know, to the to the Pelicans from the Kings to team up with uh, Anthony Davis. I have to imagine New Orleans uh, is thrilled. Yeah, John, the people in New Orleans, you know, they're worried about Anthony Davis leaving now. I don't know what their long range plans will be for uh, Demarcus, but. They, they must have the numbers figured out where they're going to maybe try to acquire people through some magic. I don't know, but, but that's always the, the nervous, nervousness of the New Orleans people that Anthony Davis is going to leave, in the, even though he stated publicly that he intends to stay. But, um, you know, when you get behind closed doors and things happen, you never know if you can live up to your, your promise. So, but, you know, DeMarcus Cousins from, the, from around the Mobile area and things, and, uh, around the Mobile area and things, so it's good. I know the people are, are excited that they'll be able to go around I-10 a couple hours or so and, and catch the Marcus. Right. Well, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, the minute I heard he was from Mobile, I immediately thought of you. Um, so, yeah, the timing of it immediately following the game was nothing short of incredible. Um, like, where were you when you first heard the news? Were you in the, still in the arena? Were you leaving? Or had you already arrived somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I left the arena uh, last night. You know, when the game ended, you kind of right. meander out, take your time. Sure. And we were headed to, to the Bourbon Street one, one last moment, right? Get a few more moments down there. Why would you go anywhere else, right? I was like stunned <laughs> of, of all the places they traded him to New Orleans. Right, uh, yeah. New Orleans, oh, like Vegas, cities. has sort of a three-day, and Miami has sort of a three-day cap on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the day you get, by the time you get to night three, you're you pretty much uh, covered everything, shall we say? Right, right. So uh, I think it was maybe you probably know better than I. Me watching the TV, that I think he was in the middle of his maybe some of his interviews, and somebody whispered in his ear. That's correct. It looked like an, a Pelican PR guy. I'm guessing maybe a Kings PR guy, but a PR guy nonetheless, whispering in his right, ear right. while he was being interviewed. And somebody asked the question about like, "How's your weekend been?" or something. He just, you know, he clearly had just gotten the news, but nobody knew it to my knowledge. And he just said, "I love New Orleans, uh, you know, and great to be here." With a twinkle in his eye. So it was a nice little piece of footage. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it till today. But yeah, it's, uh, I love it, AP, you know, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're talking Twin Towers, like 
Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson back in the day. I mean, I said earlier in the show, you can appreciate this. I don't think I've ever seen DeMarcus Cousins play a full game. I know he's great. Well, not since I saw him in Kentucky, obviously, but in the pros. So the thought of suddenly, you know, uh, him being with AD, now it's suddenly, it's appointment television. Like if the Pelicans were on, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to be taping that game if I can't watch it live, for sure. Oh, yeah, you're going to watch the athletic ability and skill and then the uh, added drama. Correct. Um, well, Stephen A. It's called it a dope. heist. Go ahead. I'm did sorry. He, uh, <laughs> no, he called it a heist, did he? Yeah, he said, you, you know, that uh, the Pelicans should be going to jail for committing a heist. And uh, I had the same <laughs> thought. I mean, you know, other than Buddy Hild, who you know from college, as opposed to I have no idea what he, how good he is for New Orleans. And, uh, and right. just a couple of other guys whose names I didn't immediately know and a couple of draft picks. And I just thought, like, wow. I mean, my first thought was, boy, Sacramento really must have wanted, really must have wanted to get rid of him. That was the, my immediate thought when I saw what they got, and certainly everybody agrees. Uh, you know, New Orleans fleeced them. It appears. <laughs> they say right. Yeah, they, they they sure did. If it was Pooh, boy, they ran the table. Yeah, and let's not forget. I, go ahead. Yeah, they no, did. We're in the table. Behind it. Yeah, and let's not forget, I, you know, we shouldn't be so strong. For Sacramento to keep DeMarcus, I'm quite sure that they would have had to pay him a max contract for what I think was like over $200 million. So, you know. Right. They don't have, they don't, they're not doing that now. So, you, you know, maybe that's why they, in effect, almost gave him away. You know, but they're saving two hundred million. So, who knows? Uh, but every everybody seems to be in general agreement that uh, uh, you know that the the Pelicans hit a grand slam, big time. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was their ultimate goal when they they started seeing these technicals pile up, and and they just thought, well, we we have to leave this behind. There's nothing we can do. We cannot address this issue it's it's not manageable from you know from our uh, standpoint so they, the next best thing is to get that 200 million dollars become available to maybe spread it around and get a team going in sacramento because it's very difficult to recruit players to that part of california it's not not san francisco or oakland it's not los angeles of course so sacramento is kind of that that stepchild program in in, in the state Yes, I drove from San Francisco once to Lake Tahoe and drove right through Sacramento. Nice enough town, and it's in California. There's a lot to like just on that simple fact. But, uh, yeah, you know, bottom line, you know, the team didn't win with them. They may or may not win without them. So, you know, and only they know, only the two parties know, the Kings and DeMarcus himself know really what's gone on there for X number of years. So uh, it's not a surprise by any means. It's just a surprise no, as no. to what they, what, they, what they got back. That's the only surprise here. Yes, yes. And you stated the obvious. They didn't win games, enough games right. with him. And you're going to be showing out $200 million 
and the fans, they're going to be expecting Superman after that. Correct. They never made the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, which is the big reason why I've never seen them play a full NBA game on TV. <laughs> um, but that's about to change, because I guarantee next time, first time they're on, I'm going to tune in and I won't be alone. No, a lot of people would be interested to see twin, the Twin Towers. I mean, you know, they've had them through the years. I mean, the ones that I can recall, the, that original name, I think, was maybe Samson and Elijah one. Right. That's the they one were, I was... They were, they were, yeah, they were able to be successful. Correct. Yeah, they played the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Um, they beat yeah. the Lakers. By the, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, they beat the Lakers to get there. <laughs> <laughs> the unbeatable Lakers <laughs> right. of the early 80s. So, um, yeah. Going to be fun. Way P, hard to believe we're already at the end of our uh, end of this segment. But why don't we take our final break and we'll get to a few more things on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham at BAM Magazine. And, A.P., we talked a lot of basketball the entire show, but one thing that also caught my eye yesterday was uh, as I was getting ready to watch the NBA uh, All-Star festivities last night, uh, Dustin Johnson ran away with the Genesis Open. I mean, when I tuned in, he was at 19 under, and like the next closest competitor was like 11 under. So it was a route. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Incredible. Um, it was a route, but you know, two things really come out of it. Um, he ended up winning by five strokes, by the way, but it was it wasn't even close. And for the first time ever, he now becomes the number one player in the world, first time in his career. And I saw a really interesting fact that they were touting on the CBS broadcast, which was simply that uh, 
by winning yesterday, and I hope I get this correct, thus DJ joins only Jack, Arnie, and Tiger as players who won a tournament each year in the first 10 years of their career, which is kind of a interesting fact. Uh, and, you know, hats off to Dustin Johnson. I mean, he, you know, he's finally living up to the potential that everybody saw for him, and he's had some personal issues, demons, what have you, that he's clearly put behind him. And, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, but yesterday was kind of like uh, pretty impressive, to put it mildly. He just ran away from the field. John, when you have those other three names that you mentioned in, in the milestone he achieved, that speaks volumes, you know, consistency with a capital C to some degree. I mean, yes. you know how golf is that game, you know, one weekend you're a little bit injured, your, your uh, long game's not doing well, your short game's off, but to win the tournament every uh, for 10 straight years, that, that's very, very impressive. It really is, you know, and it, it sounds, it's a bit of an obscure type of record. Uh, I don't ever remember hearing it before, put it this way, and not that we yeah. would have, you know, but for Tiger. But at the end of the day, you know, I guess it just shows you that, you know, not every player, uh, after, the, after a decade of playing, can at the end of every year, you know, look back and say, well, at least I won a tournament this year, which may sound kind of weak. But you and I have covered enough golf to know it's 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 not a given. That's for darn sure. No, no, that's pretty strong, John. You sitting around with your grandkids a, a year from now in your rocking chair, and you mentioned those three other names. That's that's something that maybe you know, they don't remember some of the other players you competed against, but they'll they'll recall those three in history. Yeah, it's rarefied air, AP, and you know, I. Uh, I have a particular affinity for DJ for a couple of reasons. Uh, I had the pleasure of covering the U.S. Open at Oakmont last June, and I had gone there as a kid to Oakmont for a U.S. Open. That's the day I fell in love with golf as a as a 17, 18-year-old, and so that's why I had to go back, revisit Oakmont with, for another U.S. Open, and uh, uh I was on the 16th hole on Sunday when DJ sunk the putt that, in effect, put the tournament away. Let's not forget, he dealt for a good part of that day with the crazy USGA rules, potential rules violation hanging over his head. Uh, nobody knew if it was going to be assessed or not. I think in the end it was, but it didn't matter because he won by a few strokes. But, you know, that was a pretty crazy day. And, uh, and you'll appreciate this, AP. Uh, uh, they re-ran it. Uh, they, they did an hour-long special. I think it was like Thanksgiving Day or something, uh, or Christmas Day, whatever. Um, and so they showed the penultimate putt of that tournament, and there I was, right on TV, as clear as clear could be, and... As someone that I've seen on TV many times after Alabama's won some national championships, in addition to other events, uh, I, I couldn't help but think of you because, uh, you know, <laughs> I was thrilled. Luckily, I was taping it, and uh, and there I was in the second row, 
in the stands right behind the hole at the 16th uh, at Oakmont. And it was just, yeah, I loved it. So I saw, in my mind, it was the DJ moment. It's the moment that his career, let's call it his new career, uh, as a guy winning his first major ever that, that, at that day and at that moment was when, you know, he knew and he reacted. Um, you know, I'm always going to remember it, and I've been a big fan ever since. So, uh, so yeah, I think he's, you know, emerging into the, uh, you know, the big three, the big five, whatever it is you want to call it, with Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, uh, Jordan Spieth. I think uh, uh, time to add DJ into that group. What do you think? I, I believe so. Yeah, he, he's earned it through that, yep. that play throughout a decade. That's a long time in golf. So it yeah, is. his name should be should be with those other gentlemen. Yeah, it is a long time in golf, and I think I'm not sure about this. I think he was Player of the Year last year, and now he started off this year. It's only February with this victory out in L.A. And uh, so, boy, you know, watch out, world! I think is where we're at. We always know that he's been. Uh, a long drive, one of the best driver in the world. Period. He hits the longest drives of anybody. I've seen him play here at the Deutsche Bank here in Boston every Labor Day for years, and uh, it's really it's fun to watch. I mean, that's what we all love, right? AP, the guy who hits the ball the furthest, whether it's baseball or golf. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Americans like everything big. They they like to see right. that long home run. Uh, the long shot in basketball, the, the long shot in golf. The, exactly. The, the touchdown play, the, you know, the longest touchdown pass, all those things matter to the people of America. And that's exactly family. right. And that is, it may sound a little weird, but, you know, that gives an, a DJ an inherent advantage. You remember the guy who previously held that title was John Daly. He was beloved. And now he's, you know, beloved again on the senior tour. And, <laughs> <laughs> DJ's, uh, DJ maybe, you know, I think DJ's headed for big things. Uh, and I think we're just at the beginning of what could be some uh, monumental golf by him. Uh, I think everything has finally come together, bottom line. Yeah, that's a nice story, John, to see someone go through those trials and adversities and come out towards the sunshine and, and keep on persisting uh, when things are not going your way. Because that that's all part of the sports, part of life, and so that that's a great moment for for him, and hopefully he'll carry through, and, and good things will happen down the road. It is great, and married with a kid now, married of course to Wayne Gretzky's daughter, for uh, now a father, so he's matured and life is good. So AP, hard to believe we're at the end of the show. Thank you as always for calling in and adding your great perspective, particularly from NBA All Star Weekend in New Orleans. Hey, John, it's my pleasure, and I look forward to the next time. Thank you very much. Wonderful. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.